Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of the podcast, Esoteric Gladiator, episode 15, is about martial arts, MMA. I'm joined by my coach, Cody Houston. He's a jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai coach, uh, amongst other things. He teaches MMA. We go into some philosophies, uh, some stuff about the gym here that I train at, and uh, I, I really enjoyed this episode, and I hope you guys like it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Esoteric Gladiator. I believe this is number 15. I am your host, Jeremy Lipsy, and today we're going to be talking about martial arts with my martial arts instructor. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Cody. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Cody Houston. Where do you work? Uh, I, we're out here in Port Angeles, Washington. I own Fifth Element. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Fifth Element Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Mixed Martial Arts here in lovely Port Angeles, Washington. Excellent school, by the way. He's got some really top-notch guys in here. And uh, what started you on your path of martial arts? Uh, let's see, 2000, February 14th, Valentine's Day 2000 is my 20-year 20 20-year 20 Jiu-Jitsu anniversary, martial arts off and on for 25 years. Um, you know, kind of one of the old school stories of uh, a young kid getting chased and picked on and beat up by substantially older kids. Yeah. Um, and we learned to develop a sense and feeling of fear, which eventually turns into anger, which has to be channeled somewhere. And uh, luckily I was able to find martial arts path to do that. And it's, you know, ultimately become my life and, and, and what I do. Yeah, I have this, a similar story with uh, martial arts. So Cody's mom just showed up. Oh, and she's running away now. She does that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think I think a lot of people in martial arts know that uh, I got beat up by bullies and didn't know what to do. Shit, and then eventually, you know, you wind up learning how to fight. Yeah. And, and then, then at that point, you're usually not as angry at the bullies. No, then you kind of realize the bullies are just a big waste of time at that point. And I've, I've always, you know, of course, I've always, we as, we as males, we have this testosterone thing in our body. And every young male needs to learn how to fight of some form. Um, but I don't know. I got sidetracked. What was I saying? Uh, we, we were talking about bullies and about how yeah. how we uh you know we, we we usually wind up forgiving them and it's like you look at the psychology of a bully i mean how many of us you know that grew up around bullies like how many of them were getting their asses kicked by their dad i mean they, they learned that type of behavior from somewhere i mean it's yeah some kids are just assholes for sure but but that's a learned behavior too yeah, or yeah, it's either you were either neglected or you were abused. Usually, it's the same thing. Kind of goes with you know raising dogs. You know, it's, yep, most exactly. dogs pit are bulls. not the big fear of pit bull. Yeah, pit bulls can be the most I loyal, love loving bulls. animal you've ever met, or they they can take your your arm off. Yeah, neglect yeah. them or abuse them, and mm -hmm. what happens? You know, 
It's so it's and th that goes back to training. If you're a dog trainer, you know you're you're teaching these dogs certain behavior, and it's the same thing applies for human. I always say human nature is a reflection of mother nature. Well, hundred percent. Well, and you see that all over the martial arts world too. Look Absolutely. At, look, at, look at Asian Chinese martial arts, kung fu. Um, they all come from animal styles and animal forms and yeah, animal crane movements. technique yeah, and absolutely. all that. So, which is your favorite of the martial arts that you've trained, or or, or tell me? I I have uh, I've trained in a, a variety of martial arts. Uh, I've started with more traditional martial arts like kung fu and taekwondo, uh, but but the light really kind of turned on for me when I found jujitsu. Um, and well, and, but I, I'm also a firm advocate of having a well-rounded approach. I think on your feet, you need to know, understand boxing and Muay Thai. Um, and then once hands are on each other, then it's, it's all judo, wrestling, and jujitsu. Um, jujitsu, though, it's, it's, it's kind of a different, different thing in and of itself. Um, you know, one of my favorite analogies is, you know, when you get thrown into a pool, if you don't know how to swim, you're going to sink. And that's mm -hmm. really the kind of same feeling a lot of people have when they first start jujitsu. Um, it's just, it's, it's such a deep, deep art um, that you can literally like, you know, I've been doing jujitsu for 20 years and I still learn new things almost every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the one that I've, I've always had the most problems with is jujitsu. I, I, I do kind of believe in some ways, I mean, maybe it depends on your, your, your framework or whatever. It, it, it it kind of is somewhat a young man's game. Like if you start it young, you know, I mean, you, but you know, the, you look at dudes like Anthony Bourdain who well, it depends on how you're training and who you're yeah. training with. Yeah, I agree um, with that too. Cause there's been periods of time where I could go a month or two without getting injured in it. And the next thing you know, you've just had bad luck. Dude. I've had you've bad had luck bad with luck. it. Yeah. I've and then I go look at uh, Muay Thai, which I've been training off and on since I was 13. I'm now 44 I barely ever get injured in. I've sparred a lot. Yeah. Boxing, I've sparred a lot. And I've gotten injured boxing before, but... But again, depends on your training partners. That's Cause, true. Because I've, I've had more sparring partners that I can count that we start sparring and we're in a fist fight in yeah. about two minutes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, jujitsu is like that too, man. Uh, yeah. You know, that's, that's why most black belts um, typically avoid the white belts when it comes to live sparring because of the erratic movements and the unpredictability the unpredictability but 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 they're trying to compensate for knowledge with strength yeah and, and that and, and explosive powerful movements and that's 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 a learning curve we all have to go through uh, jiu-jitsu is the movement in jiu-jitsu well the movement in grappling jiu-jitsu is just one form of grappling in the grappling world i I like to look at grappling as, as a bigger picture than just jujitsu because when we're looking at grappling, it, well, in martial arts in general, we have striking styles and we have grappling styles. Striking styles is, you know, Dutch style kickboxing, Muay Thai, boxing, kung fu, karate. Um, and then when we get into grappling, we start looking at judo and wrestling and sambo and jujitsu. I just think jujitsu, from my experience, is just the more, the most in depth system. It uh, seems to be. It seems to be more. Have more. Uh, more moves. Well, it does. Well, and we look at we look at everything. Um, you know, judo is typically about eighty percent on the feet, twenty percent on the ground with the nuanza, and uh, wrestling, same thing, um, with the focus in wrestling being the pin. Uh, mm -hmm. But in jujitsu, the fight does not stop until there is a submission. Yeah. By an opponent, somebody has to give up. 
um, and choking people is awesome. So, <laughs> well, what's interesting is you talk about like uh, the, the black belts uh, trying to stay away from the white belts because they're trying to utilize strength rather than technique. And like you can even see that when people first come into a Muay Thai or a boxing gym. Spazzes. And, and yeah, and you'll like see, yeah, this guy can punch really hard, but his technique is horrible. And, and then like just coming from somebody who had to go through learning the technique properly. When you're first trying to learn the, the striking technique, it's awkward, it's hard, and it goes oh, against your intuition, yeah. and you don't want to throw the punches that way. But then once you finally get the technique down, you notice, oh, shit, I'm hitting way harder. The mechanics of human movement. Yeah. And so you look at, like, the newer guys, and they got all this strength, but they're, they're, they're punching wild, and you're like, damn, if you could just focus that into technique, this guy could be lighten people up oh yeah I, I i've always thought you know one of the biggest differences between a, a, a street fighter and a trained athlete is an ability to throw, throw a straight punch um, yeah street, street fighters don't don't have have that 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 skill where you know an effective jabber can go a very long way you look at most of the top boxers in the world you look at a guy like gsp who wrecked guys with his jab alone mm -hmm. he was just well-rounded on all oh, he's, he was an expert of all yeah yeah but he's like a good example of somebody who came in with like kind of like a traditional martial arts background and then became like one of the best wrestlers yeah. in the game. Yeah, like right? an Olympic level wrestler who never wrestled. In never high wrestled, yeah. Never exactly. Wrestled. He's he's um, a he's a great example of, of like kind of like what a true martial artist is too when you look at like his diet, his philosophies. He's a really nice guy. He he also talked about, you know, if you ever listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with him about how he was bullied all the time. Oh yeah. When yeah. he was younger, yeah. you yeah, know. Yeah, substantial problem with that. Yeah. Um, Nick Diaz, another yep. example, you know? Uh so yeah, man, and, and like in and, and I'm gonna have you expand upon this. Like I don't have kids, but you know, I have a lot of clients that have kids and family that has kids and you know, a lot of people always complain about their kids are out of control or the kids won't listen. And my number one suggestion to them is you need to get your kids into martial arts for a couple of reasons. Number one, they need to drain that fucking energy. They need to put it to good use, constructive use. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll learn how to defend themselves as well as get in shape. But they also need to be challenged. Challenged. Every day, and they need to have obstacles put in front of them that they have to actually work to overcome. I exactly. And I always say, like, like uh, you know, and, and the, the martial arts instructors, a lot of times if they're good, martial arts instructors are going are gonna to tell the kids not to use this for bad and mm -hmm. tell them to listen to their parents and to try and do good in school and things of that nature. But also it's like you can't just, in my view, you can't just, you know, be shoving your spoiled kid in martial arts no. and just let, letting them go. Because a lot of these kids aren't going to focus. You kind of got to set up like goals. It's like, oh, oh you want those $200 Nikes? Yeah, get your blue belt Earn them. or, 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 Earn or them. get your first three stripes and white belt or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Then I'll get you those. Yeah, I want you just I'm not just going to pay for you to go to jujitsu or, or Muay Thai and have you just dicking around and, and, and you know, I'm just wasting money. Like I want to see the fruits of, of my finances and your labors, right? hundred percent, yeah. Right. And, and so I, I try to try to say that to like my family members like. You know, like what, get 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 my niece or nephew and jujitsu. You know, and for a lot of these little girls, it's like, you know, people worry about them getting raped or get your yeah. Let's see your daughter get a blue belt or a black belt, and let's see somebody mm -hmm. try and rape her. She's gonna rip their arm off, yep. right? 
Well, that's, you know, and that, that's something I discovered very early on in martial arts is, is just, I mean, I, I can look at somebody and within 15 seconds, I can tell whether they know how to fight or not. Um, that, that's, that's just a skill I've developed over the years. Um, mm -hmm. You know, again, you're in a bar setting, the quiet guy sitting over the corner is typically the guy you don't want to screw with. Mm -hmm. you know, the guy that's running his mouth is compensating. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and a lot of times we get parents, you know, parents a lot of times will put their kids into martial arts to teach them how to be good, how to be good kids. Um, but, you know, it has to be an overall approach. You can't expect somebody to teach your kid in two or three hours a week. Uh, but, you know, also we come, we have this whole generation coming up of, and, and I've, I've worked with more kids than I can count who, who literally have never done an athletic activity in their life and they're 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And they've been playing video games for the first 11 years of their life. Um, and then we get them in here and or any martial arts school in, in the world, and they have to start facing these challenges now. Well, look at like even Dexter. Like, oh, yeah. I, like when I tattoo him, we, go, we get into all kinds of crazy talks, me and him. But I was like, Dexter, were you like always the rambunctious wild cousin that hurt all your cousins? And he's like, no, I was a fat video game yep. kid. Yes, and now you look at him, he's a fucking assassin, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, it's just crazy, like, and, 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 like, upon talking to him, I could see, oh, yeah, Vi Dexter was, like, a video game dork. Like, he's really smart. He's yep. an intellectual dude. He just cultivated the, the teachings of, of uh, Fifth Element and, and you and, and the other coaches here, Phil, and all that, and uh, channeled that into becoming a freaking just a, a – cage killer right well and you you know you, you mentioned the term with gsp being a martial artist um and that's uh, that, that's something that don i mean when i first te started teaching uh martial arts for a living which was 12 13 years ago um the guys and girls that actually want to be martial artists are the one that have the ones that have a lot of potential and the ones you can hopefully expect to stick with you for years and years and they're the ones that are going to truly blossom into better versions of themselves um when you get the young guys in that want to be in the cage and i want mm -hmm. to kick somebody's ass mm -hmm. um those are the guys that are gonna you know they might have a little bit of success in a couple fights but as soon as they start losing or as soon mm -hmm. as it starts becoming too much work for them um they're out the back door because their ego is not getting stroked quite enough mm -hmm. um and that's you know that is martial arts man uh, there, there's no better ego crusher in the world than an art like jujitsu or muay thai or wrestling where there's always somebody better than you there's always somebody that can hand your ass to you i'm a first degree black belt in jujitsu i'm i'm good in jujitsu but there is levels to this game and mm -hmm. there's guys that can treat me like a white belt even mm -hmm. though i've been doing this for 20 years um and so you always are consistently getting that ego check that yeah, you know something, but God, there's so much more you need to learn. That's that's why like coaches are so important, and and like another thing too is like like we were talking about like you know like video game nerds and a, a lot of people that are really intellectual like they're gonna dork out on these moves and the technique. Mm -hmm. They're gonna want to learn these things, and uh, you know because they're they're intellectual and and also. You know, freaking uh, back to like, uh, 
you know, like coaching and stuff, like a lot of people, they can, uh, yeah, they're tough or whatever, but you know, if you don't, you don't have somebody to kind of help you rope that in, you might just run wild and, 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 uh, use it for ill or just not be as good as you could. And, and martial arts is an encompassing of so many different things. Look at, take, for instance, you look at most of the top level fighters, they're fucking intelligent people, yeah. right? Yeah. Floyd Mayweather, uh, he, he's got that. You know, he's he's. Well, Chuck Chuck Liddell had Chuck, a freaking degree in accounting. Yeah, that, Mike Mike Tyson, like a lot of people will say, oh, he's not smart. But you listen to his podcast, like he's got a, a level of spirituality that that's in, that's yeah. intelligence, right? Right there. And, and uh, but Tyson Tyson didn't have that though until his time in prison. That that developed, yeah. that developed as a a forced education. But even him, wound, no, he wounded, found it. he found the way. Yeah, yeah. Wo- wounded child picked on by bullies. Yep, picked on by bullies and va- vowing, "I'm never going to let this happen to me again." Yep. So well, you need you need that you know the term fight IQ. Uh, yeah. Well, and well, and 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 at jujitsu, especially, we see we've seen a new breed of killers, the the nerd assassins. Yeah, like Eddie Bravo's. I think that's Eddie Bravo's quote. Tenth Planet, the nerd assassin. And I love Eddie. Guys that got their horn rim glasses on and they're long and skinny, and they will choke you in a heartbeat. Yeah, they will break your arms. They will break your legs because yeah. they know how the the game of chess works. Well, I always I always say it like I'm not a big jujitsu guy. Like, uh, but you should be. Well, I mean, I've got a collection of like six to seven months under my belt of jujitsu. I just always fucking get injured, and it's always from partnering up with the wrong person. Somebody outweighs me by twenty to eighty pounds, and next thing you know, my rib or my toe is snapping. It's, it's a terrible world. Fucking uh, Cody was there for that, um, but uh, I, I feel like. Uh, Shit, I lost my train of thought. But uh, I always say Eddie Bravo is like the Rodney Mullen of jiu-jitsu. And for those of you who don't know who Rodney Mullen is, he was like the street skater that developed all the flip tricks and stuff like that. And if you look at a lot of Eddie Bravo's approach to jiu-jitsu and all the moves he made up, the twister, mm-hmm. the can opener, the electric chair, stuff like that, I, I, I just I, I hope that that gets to him someday, that he's the Rodney Mullen of fucking jiu-jitsu and I think he'll understand. He's a pretty worldly dude. So I was gonna, I was gonna say, fucking, uh, as far as like martial arts goes, like we can go back to like traditional martial arts, which you know is is really good. I think for like movement and in like a moving meditation, yeah. kind of like yoga and stuff. But in my eyes, and I'm not trying to diss any other schools of martial arts. It's all not. relative. It's amazing. But if we want to get to effective martial arts. We see what that is when we watch things like UFC. There's a short list. Yeah. Um, no, every martial. So when I hear people like, "Oh, I got my kid into karate," I'm like, "Great! Don't, don't. Let's hope he never gets picked on by a boxer." Well, it depends what we want the end result to be. Every martial art, every martial art has pros and cons. Um, taekwondo. I'm not a big taekwondo guy, but taekwondo killer high, kicks. High level, high level taekwondo guys have some of the. Most insane kicks possible. Um, Leota Machida. A, a boxer's not going to do a lot in a street fight if it goes to the ground. But again, you know, it comes back to that that well-rounded approach, and that's uh, the UFC brought that 
to the world. Because prior to that time, it was like, okay, who's going to win? Chuck Norris or Bruce Lee? Yeah. It, it was style versus style. And then we saw a melding of styles come together where you have to be able to fight on your feet, you have to be able to fight in the clinch, and you have to be able to fight in the ground. So on our feet, best hands in the world, boxing. Um, most effective striking style as a system, Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Um, but, the then, but then we get our hands on each other and we're still standing. So then we have to have some modicum of judo and wrestling to determine whether you get to keep striking or whether you're going to take it to the ground. Once we hit the ground, it's jujitsu time. So you need that, 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 that peppering of, of styles of approaches. Unless you hit the ground, then it's usually Khabib time, which is ground and pound. Yeah. He's got that crazy wrestler. R- wrestling and the only thing that will save your ass on the ground is a ground game like tony ferguson yes yes i see tony where you winning can that neutralize fight. that a little opinion. bit and put some elbows on and then i'm biased because you will tony never Ferguson's see that fight in your lifetime you can i know quote me here well, you will never well, see that fight I, it's funny i like to joke and i like to blame uh we're gonna get into this right now and we're just we'll just briefly get into it i blame the whole uh the covid19 thing on uh, Tony Ferguson and Khabib because that fight is just so good and so it next level. It took a level. pandemic like, to keep it, them apart. Exactly. It took a pan. They, they're, they're behind this whole thing because the fight is just so good. It can't happen. What is it, the fifth or sixth time that they tried fifth. to make this match? Fifth. Oh, is it? There's the sixth. I, I, it's at least fifth. I, yeah, I don't think we're ever going to see that fight. It Never. would be the most incredible fight of a lifetime. I think we'll see Gagey versus uh, Khabib before we see Tony versus Khabib. But – uh. Gaethje and, and Tony, is just, that's an interesting fight. That's an interesting that, that's that's a, a, that's a fun fight, fight man. Yes. That's, that's, a, that's a bloody um, – Gaethje's going to look that's like – That's like a Cowboy Pettis fight. He's going to look like Tony's last 12 victims. His face is going to be busted and bleeding and because uh, that's what Tony does to guys. Yeah. He, oh, yeah, they all of his – their faces. Yeah, they look like they've, they squared off against somebody with a baseball bat. Yeah. Um, so, so I wanted to ask you really quick – um, back to the pandemic, or as I like to call it, the plandemic. Um, how has, as, as a martial arts gym owner, you, 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 you currently you run two gyms, you own one of the properties. Um, how has this whole quarantine lockdown affected your business, and what, have you, what strategies have you started to utilize to when we do reopen uh, you know, society to uh, make your your business more effective, um, proliferate. Yeah, man. Yeah, this this whole situation kind of sucks. Um, this is the longest I've been out of jujitsu for twenty years. Um, but as the, the martial arts industry has basically been faced with you know a, a situation where we either evolve or we go the way of the dinosaurs which is the way a lot of traditional martial arts is anyways, especially with the introduction of mixed martial arts. Um, so automatically, you know, we have to, we, we can't do physical classes anymore, so we have to automatically transition into that online platform, doing Zoom classes and Facebook Live to keep our members engaged. And, and you know, and that's, that's really, I, I think, the most important part is that we're keeping our community community engaged um, because martial arts is a system to help people solve problems 
in their lives. And that's that's what we have to do. We just have to do it in a more creative way. And, and just let me interject really quick. You know, for those of you that train at Fifth Element that may listen to this podcast, we can all attest that Fifth Element is a very communal-based gym. There's lots of holiday parties. You know, we have the, the, the UFC fight nights here at the gym. And, and Cody... He, he goes above and beyond to bring the whole gym together as a whole. His wife runs poser yoga over here. And, we'll, you know, we have a lot of, like, communal yoga, mm-hmm. mixed martial arts parties. Cody's been really exceptional at getting us together. Um, but back to what you were saying about how this has affected you. I just wanted to interrupt. So. Oh, no, that's good, man. It's because that's – with a place like this, it, it's, it's about community. It's all about the tribe. If you, yeah. if you can keep your tribe strong – um, you're going to keep keep people going for a long time. And, you know, martial arts brings people together that would never have come together otherwise. I have, I have friends that I've been friends with for over a decade um, that are people I probably never even would have met any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man, I don't know. You know, the future... <sighs> the future is uncertain but what what is certain is is we we will evolve and and make this work um we will eventually get back to you know we're probably going to have to start with some smaller smaller size classes once we get open again i think we'll probably keep some some form of the online format mm-hmm. continuing uh right now we're doing kids classes four days a week right now um and then we're uh building up the uh adult class platform um so you know, and that's it. It's 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 getting creative about how you keep your community engaged and you how you help people continue to solve their problems. You know, and like the last week, I'm making sure I call about you know six to ten people every single day just to touch in with them on a personal basis. Um, and then the online classes and uh, yeah. So so what new? Do you have new things that you're going to be trying to do in the school too once this opens up? Uh, like like new classes or, or, or some new you know reformatting some of or you know this is kind of an ideal time to you know I, I heard in a, a web webinar recently that you know for any business owners uh, this is the time to make the changes that you've been wanting Re-evaluate. to make yeah. Um, what's and what's important what does well what do what's best serves our members because that's ultimately what it's about is how we best serve our members um, so no I'm, I'm honestly excited about restructuring our class schedule um, lots of improvements on the facility because when people do come back in I want them to come back in and be excited to be back here I mean they'll probably be excited to be back anyways um, but the facility is going to look a whole lot better um, we're going to restructure the classes um, and, and just start instituting a lot of things I've been talking about for, for months or been wanting to do for months. Um, so pretty much presented a perfect time to do all of those changes. And, and I always and I always say to Cody, Cody, we need a boxing class. We need just strictly, oh, we're, we're gonna have strictly hands. Class now. Uh, but the reason why we wound up doing this podcast, too, is because uh, Cody reached out to me. I helped paint the uh, Fifth Element business logo above the mirror in the gym. And uh, we wanted to uh, start putting some images on the wall of, you know, some some uh, some line art, clip art style of, of martial artists and martial arts techniques and stuff and just kind of sprucing the gym up a little bit. And uh, so that it does look really awesome when uh, when it does reopen, when this this whole crap ends, 
and uh, it's 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 always an honor to come here and and help you out or you know we always get dorked out because both of us are super into UFC so we can go on for hours about mm -hmm. all the fighters and the fights and and the, the, the up-and-coming fights and uh, all that stuff and uh, yeah man I'm really excited to be helping you out with this and, and to see where where it goes and uh, you know you got that new sauna put in which I'm mm, really pumped sauna, about Sauna's looking good you know it's kind of fun to look around you know we talk about community but it's always fun to look around this build we've been in this building for four and a half years now and it has come along tremendously um, but you know just looking around the building looking around the rooms you can see you know so many people have had an, an impact or an input to to the space here and you can just look around and you can see that like you doing the artwork on the walls um, so many different people have have put their personal touch on yeah, this it's, place it's which, come which a long way cool. in the last yeah. two years oh, since I've been here yep. yeah and uh, the, the the way that I wound up getting in touch with with Cody was um, <laughs> my old business partner uh, had had I, didn't you ask him about trading for martial arts I think or something so, like yeah, that? Yeah. And so I was like, "What?" And you didn't take. I'm going to go over and talk to he, this he guy. He wasn't into it. So, yeah. yeah. So I showed up here, you know, fresh out of the rain, talking to Cody about you know trading tattoos for uh, for being able to, to come to unlimited classes and uh, he's held up his end of the bargain for the last year or two years and I've been trying to hold up mine and uh, it was just it was love at first tat glistening from the rain yeah glistening from the rain exactly <laughs> and uh, I can't say enough good things about this uh, this uh, class uh, I'm gonna get into some of the things that I felt like were really epic for me here as opposed to some of the other places and each place had its own awesome thing you know uh but the thing that i really like about fifth element in particular is how thorough you guys are it's not just a jiu-jitsu class or muay thai it's it's an mma mma studio and when i first got here you guys had a judo class going and i think what you guys do wrestling on the on the on mm -hmm. weekends now and um the one thing that I really liked when taking these the Muay Thai classes was uh, was that you guys don't just focus on your stance, which could be orthodox or southpaw, as you train us in both orthodox and southpaw, which for me is an orthodox striker. Converting to southpaw was fairly natural after all the years of training that I did, but training in southpaw... I had to remember the technical aspects of orthodox striking, which made my orthodox striking that much better. Mm -hmm. And they and I haven't trained like that in, in the multitude of other gyms that I've got to train in, which I, I want to praise you guys about that. It's it's so incredible. You guys offer gi and no gi jujitsu, and uh, online stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, classes like that, and and you're very open minded. You with what be. you do with this business, which in mine, which is tattooing, is I'm always trying to be innovative and open-minded and, and approach things in a new manner, even after 20 years of tattooing. Remodeling the, the, the tattoo shop. You're remodeling the gym. And Evolution is, is consistent and always... Um, and it's, I, you know, I, I like how you mentioned that about, you know, the different approach because, um, you know, that that's very much 
my view of martial arts. Martial <clears throat> arts is like dance. It's like music. It's like any other art form. Evolving. Uh, the martial is, you know, the budo. That's the discipline. That's, that's the structure of it. But the art part of martial arts Creativity. is... Creativity. Exactly that. A every person embodies the knowledge slightly different. Um, Stephen Thompson actually talked about this. I listened to a little YouTube thing and... Um, and, you know, he said one, one of the worst things you can do as a coach is to try to put your athlete into your frame mm -hmm. um, because everyone embodies this differently. And, and I used to do that a lot more. I used to think that, like, this was the way that you did this technique. Um, and a lot of other I, – I, I know tons of other coaches that, that, you know, still think a lot in that, that thought line. And tradition is awesome. Well, it is, and but but again, it comes you know it comes back to the, the the functionality of it. When you do something, I'm a completely different fighter orthodox than I am southpaw. I fight totally different southpaw than I do orthodox. Uh, but you do when you have when you you take something that has become muscle memory and you have to learn it a different way. It just greatly deepens your understanding of of what you're doing. Um, it's almost almost like learning it again. I just had a I just had a brainstorm right now when we were talking about that. Uh, Oh, during the sparring classes every once in a while you should and maybe you already do this you should encourage the the students to spar in the in in the stance that oh, they're not that. comfortable okay you're mm -hmm. already doing that Absolutely. yeah that's that that's uh seems like it would be really great um yeah man it, it's been a pleasure being able to train with you and 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 watch the gym grow and tattoo you and joke with you and nerd out on mma mm-hmm and, and all the, 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 the gym parties have been nothing less than exceptional. We've had them in the parks. We've had them in big houses. We've had them at the gym. We've had them in the parking lot, barbecues, Christmas parties, and fight nights. And it's, and it's been really awesome. And like you said, you meet so many different, you know, types of people in, in martial arts you know you'll have the construction worker or the nerdy tattoo artist mm -hmm. or the nerdy video gamer or the the ex-gymnast girl or whatever and it, uh it brings everybody together for for a, a core purpose and we all have different you know tools and and functions that we, we we bring to the table in life that that may be able to help the gym and and help each other in our own businesses and stuff you know like Anyways, I just wanted to touch base with Cody. He's, 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 been, he's been a profound influence on me in my life and, and the community in general around here. You know, I got into podcasting through Ross. Ross trains here at the gym. He's a wrestler. And, uh, you know, so we got to bring this full circle. So, Cody, do you want to plug yourself on social media or have any events coming up or anything? You don't you have any events coming up. We're on lockdown. Well, it's an event for us to be remodeling this gym. That's uh, yes, be awesome. yes, it is. It's it's it has been awesome, and and lots of good things are happening. Uh, no, you can find Fifth Element on on Facebook, on what's the other one? Instagram, Instagram, YouTube. Um, building out the website right now, so we'll have a members only. You're not going to give them your Instagram model page where you're doing all the duck lips, are you? No, that's that's a different okay. different show. So your Instagram is, is Fifth Element? Yeah. Awesome. Fifth Element? Right on. Facebook, Fifth Element. Yeah. And, and let me ask you be, before we end this, how many fighters have you uh, had going into, like, the, 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 cage, the cage fighting around here at the casinos and stuff, do you think, it, since you've opened up? 
How many? Yeah, how many of your students have fought in, in? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I've been, you know, when, it, when I first got into this originally because I wanted to be a high-level MMA coach. Um, I wanted to primarily work with fighters. Uh, my first gym in Bellingham, uh, West Coast Fight Club, that was, uh, that was my first baby. Opened that in 2007. I uh, had a lot of really, really talented athletes um, run through there over the years. And then when I came out here to Port Angeles, uh, there was really no base of, of fighters or martial artists out here yet. So there was a couple. There was, you know, Jake Blasky and Garrett. The Limb Jeff, Reaper. The Limb Reaper. Um, Isn't he ranked like number eight or something like that in jiu-jitsu? I don't know. He's, he's, he's a sponsored. He is. Oh, he is. He's a sponsored. And he's, he's, Jake is probably the most top two or top three most active grapplers in the Northwest. And he um, is a nice guy. He's funny. He's a great teacher. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, when I first got out here, Jake was a brand new blue and he's, uh, been, been with us ever since and uh, I'm sure he's going to be with us for for the rest of it so um, you know this 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 program has evolved so much over uh, over the last six years uh, moving from cage works and then switching over to fifth element which is one of the best things we've ever done um, but yeah man it's 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 always it's always a treat to see you know the athletes that stick with you for years because you just get to watch them grow and mature and become different people and uh the metamorphosis of it all leaders. Yeah. yeah and that's it you know most fighters the natural transition is is for competitive combative athletes to you know be the athlete but then eventually they transition into leadership roles because then they can take the experience that they've gained through competition and, and transition that into sharing that knowledge I'm just going to, and I want to hear yours too before we end this, like kind of my my own personal philosophy and journey with martial arts in the end, and I know a lot of martial artists on pro levels and, and things like that are, are, are kind of in the same school of thought, but, you know, when you really do embrace martial arts as a, as a path and a way of life, um, I feel like it's it's like discipline right you you, you got to be disciplined you know I can't tell you how many times I don't want to go to kickboxing yeah. or to boxing or to w whatever and and I just make myself do it or you change your diet you start eating healthier you you maybe you learn you you, you exercise your mind as well it's not just it's you learn life, how to knock a, somebody out it is as it's a said, lifestyle it's, it's a lifestyle the the, the actual class component is just one component of the lifestyle um and you know and that comes back to martial artists versus fighters um fighters will only adapt that lifestyle when they're getting ready for a fight and then after that fight's over that lifestyle goes away martial artists keep that lifestyle all year round um, and they just develop with time um and no man half the time you don't want to go to class that's why what i tell people what i tell our students is all you have to do is get here. We'll take care of the rest. So if you can have the discipline to get your butt in the door and off the couch, get on the mats. Um, I've never seen a person leave regretting that, that they came in. Yeah. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, martial arts and it's, you know, the multitude of different styles and stuff. A lot of that, which I, I notice 
there's a lot of you know MMA fighters and 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 even boxers. I think what's his name, uh, Daniel or David Rodriguez or something like that. He was a heavyweight boxer. Martial arts, I believe, was was invented to protect the villagers from the shoguns and and are, are the old the old uh, the the kings and the monarchs and the samurai, dynasties samurai because these people were victimizing the villagers and doing horrible stuff so these guys needed to learn how to train stuff and and what i see nowadays with people like eddie bravo and pat militich and a lot of these martial artists is if you know about a lot of their the things that they're into and the conspiracies and stuff like that to me they're like following that that tradition of paying attention they're like the watchdogs in the night and a lot of martial art or myself included are paying attention to things like that and i think that that's just goes back to the tradition of where martial arts came from and what it was designed to do which was to protect the weak from these you know massive bully machines that were abusing you know the the, the little mm -hmm. people and uh it's really you know because we're not going to get into all the crazy shit that i get into on a lot of my podcasts here but everybody knows my podcast is about conspiracies the occult and philosophy and but i try i try to keep it well-rounded and that's why i got cody on here because um you know i just think it's martial arts in general is just such a huge part of my life you know if i'm just sitting back at the house what am i going to do you're going to take your ass in the other room you're going to hit that that bag or that speed bag or that heavy bag you're going to jump on the boss system and get some combos in for a few rounds and uh i don't know I, I, this this podcast was awesome and thank you for doing it uh for me uh cody and one more time with your social media before we go well, thank you very much, man. This, this, I think this is the first time I've ever done a podcast. So, um, yeah, again, you find, find us at fifthelementmma.com or you find us on Fifth Element Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and Fitness on Facebook or on Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks again, man. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Look into, look into my, my coach, Cody, and uh, follow me if you like it. Uh, subscribe. Thank you very much. Mind, body, spirit.